0: All right, each week in Inside Illinois Basketball, Scott Ritchie's podcast, he uh, gives us his updated power poll for Illinois basketball players, his top three. All right, so you got Io number one, but the next two this week just might surprise you. But if you're watching the Baylor game, maybe it won't, because number two
1: is Georgie Bichang, number three is Andre Corbello, and both of them hmm. played really well against the Bears.
0: All right, he'll t- explain his reasoning. He'll go into his AP Top 25 vote. And he'll talk some recruiting as he always does in this week's podcast. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On the Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400.
1: Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia.
0: Good Monday morning, Scott Ritchie. My favorite basketball beat writer in all of the land. Wow. Just favorite all-around guy, really.
1: Thanks. So this podcast is going to take a turn after... Quickly. Yeah. I'm just getting the after good news story. out of the way now.
0: I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News here at the News Gazette. As we do every Monday morning, we'll talk college hoops, maybe throw a little football in there if we have to. Probably Do not. we have to? No, we don't. Um, looking ahead to the Duke game. All right, looking back at the Baylor game if we have to. Maybe what happened Saturday night with no game. Uh Brad Underwood was on the Zoom call with Mr. Richie this morning. We'll break down what he had to say. But first of all, you know my first question, Richie.
1: Okay, I don't. I'm, a, throw I'm a
0: top 25 addict. Yeah. And you're a voter. I am. Illinois is number 6.
1: Yeah, just dropped one spot, which wow, is reasonable.
0: I mean, Seriously? I mean,
1: Baylor's that good. I mean, they're the number two team in the country for a reason. And, I mean, we don't know maybe if they're number one because they didn't get a chance to play Gonzaga on Saturday.
0: All right, for our listeners, and thank you to the thousands who chime in every week with this Inside Alumni basketball podcast. Um, A little-known fact here, Scott Ritchie normally fills out his AP ballot on Sunday night in his Scooby-Doo pajamas
1: part of that sentence was true and this is scooby-doo pajamas no i'm kidding uh I, I do fill it out sunday night um did that last night you know, I, you know i like to wait till all the games are over with um and then kind of parse through the week's results and put together and this season it's going to be just crazy i think you know, even maybe more difficult than usual to have a real clear picture on who's actually good and who's better than who but uh I did get the my ballot submitted last night. Uh, then, I had a moment this morning. Was like, did I screw something up? So I looked at it and I was fine. But
0: well, why were you thinking that you screwed something up? You forgot like Gonzaga. <laughs> no, I uh, kind
1: of penciled them in my number one. And that, that, no, it was uh, just was just double checking that Virginia Tech did not lose last week, and because I kept them above Villanova, who they've beaten. Um, even though Villanova had a good win against Texas. Uh, so just had to, had a moment of panic. It was like, did the Hokies actually win? And they did. So,
0: True or false, you call Brad Underwood on Sunday before you submit the ballot. False. For advice. No. I don't ask anyone for
1: help on my ballot because it is my ballot.
0: Well, it's actually the News Gazette's ballot.
1: Well, uh, I vote on it, so All right. I consider it
0: mine. So you feel I, good? I, th- I
1: think in the pages of the News Gazette, it says Scott Ritchie's ballot, so I claim ownership.
0: Does Scott Ritchie sign your check? No.
1: If, if he did, <laughs> it'd be much more. I'd add another zero or two <laughs> on the end of it.
0: All right, give me. Uh, I haven't had a chance to look because I've been busy uh, doing other things this morning. Where'd you have Illinois? You usually are the trendsetter.
1: Um. Not quite Trendsetter, but uh, so Illinois is at number six in the final poll. What? I had them at number seven. Hmm. So All they dropped right. a little further on my ballot than they did in the, in the national stage.
0: Oh, yeah. Mostly because I'm getting a text from Brad Underwood right now. Okay. In fact, about questioning that. It's,
1: I think it's reasonable. And here's why they had to drop a little further. They lost one. And. It was not a bad loss, but it's still a loss in the And I had to move up Michigan State. I jumped them all the way to number three because they were really impressive against Duke on the road at Duke last week in the Champions Classic. And I jumped Houston. I, I have not seen all of the, the votes yet, but I have a feeling a few people mm-hmm. will have ranked Houston as high as I have at number four.
0: Reed Gettys have a good game the the Larry Young.
1: Pretty sure the Dream has not played Michael for Young, sorry. the Cougars in a, in a
0: while. No, Clyde they, Drexler.
1: They've got a better collection of wins. Alvin Franklin. Than Illinois. I'm He's, going
0: all old school on you right now. Yeah, I'm all aware. Right.
1: <laughs> no, this, they have a better collection of wins than the teams I have ranked just below them. Creighton, Iowa, and Illinois. Cause Houston, Wait,
0: you said Creighton.
1: Yeah, and Creighton's been in my top 10 since April, and you still haven't gotten over that.
0: Rutgers, somewhere in there, I suppose, just to further anger me.
1: Well, yeah, Rutgers has been in my top 25 yeah. the whole time. Uh, they're at number 22 now.
0: Man, you we got to huddle. Talk about your top 25. Apparently, I'm not paying attention. I
1: mean, if you were paying attention to the basketball games, you'd understand why those those things are happening on my
0: ballot. I was a high school senior in 1983 when the Houston Cougars should have won it all.
1: I was negative four years old.
0: Okay. I think the final four was in Albuquerque, if I remember right.
1: I I, I don't have any memories of this. Google it, Richie. I, I do know what happened. It's a the great people watch. Anyway,
0: you're telling me Houston's good, which they haven't. Yeah, they've been ranked. Couple yeah.
1: Last couple years. And they played, I believe they played because they just beat South Carolina on Saturday and played without their coach, Calvin Sampson, and their, I think he's maybe associate head coach, is his son, Kellen, and they both have COVID. So but that's just kind of going around. I think there were 20 some games canceled on Saturday because various teams are on pause, like Illinois' game against UT Martin, canceled.
0: Underwood had some good things to say on the conference call this morning. said, hey, I like the idea of Baylor coming back for a game. (laughs) Come on over, Bears. Yeah, a rematch would
1: have been interesting since their game against Gonzaga was postponed because they still intend to play that somewhere down the line. Um, Apparently, they also filled in a call from UConn and... As Brian said, good thing that didn't happen because UConn just went on pause because they have positive tests in their program. So uh, that's going to be the college basketball season um, for the duration of it. And you know the ACC, or excuse me, Big Ten ACC Challenge, I have to put Big Ten first since I cover a Big Ten team. Um, one of those games has already been postponed. Uh, Wisconsin and Louisville will not play Wednesday Louisville has positive cases in their program, they still hope to play it at some point down the road, but Wisconsin's already scheduled a game for that night they'll play Rhode Island instead, which uh it's not a reprieve I mean Louisville jumped in the top twenty five this week at at twenty five but you know Rhode Island's a pretty solid team you, know, if you think back to the first week of the season they gave Arizona State all they could could handle
0: them He's not on he the played, team. Played well.
1: He's not on the team, but I, I like Rhode Island team. They had a bunch of transfers, all get their waivers this year, so it's kind of a brand new look. Outside of Fats Russell, best name in college basketball, and they're a good team. I like. I like what they got going there. Wisconsin right. might lose that game, just like they lost to Marquette.
0: All right, pick up your Tuesday print edition if you want to see Richie's weekly reasoning why he voted for what team and him wherever he does you sometimes make sense well I mean obviously I
1: think I always make sense
0: Michigan State I think you're right I think I think they're surprising a a few of us uh, me included and that hit me when I watched the Duke game last week when they kind of pushed him around yeah um and I'm sorry for ever doubting Rocket Watts Richie that's why I started the podcast with saying you're the best writer around because you're you've been on his side. Yeah, well, he's a exciting,
1: dynamic offensive. Well, he's a scorer. I'm not sure how much of a, a point guard he is, just yet. Um, I Don't know that they have a point guard because Foster Lawyer. I mean, he had like what 20 points in his opener. I'm not not sure he's the answer either. But Rakowatz, really good, um, and it's. If you look at kind of the the makeup of this team, this Michigan State team, it's not one of maybe the more obviously talented groups that Tom Izzo has had. But he's got some older guys. Aaron Henry seems to be finally tapping into the, his potential a little more. You know, you know, Josh Langford was held out of what did they play Western Michigan, one of I think like they put one of the directional Michigans um, with a a knee. Injury, but Tom Izzo said it was just no need to maybe put him at risk. Um, but I mean, he's a definitely a veteran, so they've got a strange team in makeup, but they win games, and it's the whole never doubt a Tomizzo coach team.
0: You know who I'm doubting these days is uh, your Kentucky Wildcats.
1: I'm not sure they're mine. All right. I dropped them entirely out of the top 25 this week, as I think everyone did.
0: You know who else I'm doubting? and There's a transition here.
1: Okay. Duke.
0: Again, watching that Michigan State game, I'm not seeing the, like as Kentucky shows me, I'm not seeing the freshman that I normally see on Kentucky or Duke. I know you're going to tell me that Johnson guy's good.
1: Yes, well Brad Underwood compared him to Ben Simmons this morning. So,
0: is that good? Ben Simmons the college player or or Ben Simmons the awful Philadelphia 76 or point guard? I mean, he's not awful. He can't shoot. He just can't shoot, all right? I mean, that's a problem for me. He's
1: you know, 6'10". I mean, he's a f- power forward, but in a guard's body.
0: So tell me is is Duke Maybe as bad off as Kentucky, or am I just overreacting no. by the Michigan State game? A
1: little overreacting okay. by the Michigan State game.
0: And, I mean, obviously, I mean, they
1: beat Coppin State in their opener, and it was closer than it should have been. But here's where, I mean, here's where Duke needs its non freshmen to kind of step up. Matthew Hurt has, over the last, well, I mean, he has just in general, this. Last two games for sure, um, but if you look at the Michigan State game, Wendell Moore, who's their other sophomore, I mean, and the sophomore's a veteran on a Duke team, he took six three pointers, missed them all, took three other shots, also missed all of those like those are the two guys that I think early on like Duke needs to be better, but Jalen Johnson is a matchup nightmare at six nine. Because, I mean, he can run the point sometimes if he wants to. I mean, that's where I think the Ben Simmons comp kind of comes into play. Just the ball in his hand a lot. DJ Stewart, familiar name for Mm -hmm. Illinois fans. I've liked him. Former Fenwick slash Whitney Young star. Um,
0: Not our player of the year. Was not.
1: Not that he wasn't as deserving. But uh, Adam Miller had just as good stats and probably on a better team. Did more with his team, so he won. But DJ Seward is good and it's playing good defense for freshmen. He's very active. He can dunk now, which I'm not sure I remembered him ever doing. But in a season, especially a season like this where there was f- less time for them to kind of get acclimated with each other before the season started, the freshmen might take them a little longer. You're going to have to be some bumps in the road. But Duke's got a lot of just pure talent. How it comes together on the basketball court has been a little hit or miss in the first three games.
0: Okay, so you picked Baylor to beat Illinois. You were right. Okay, was you don't listen. it was a wider margin than I think. All right. So are you picking Illinois to beat Duke on Tuesday night, as you should? <laughs> as I should. Um,
1: well, I haven't had to make that choice yet, or thought much about it yet. I don't like some of the matchups for Illinois in this game, especially Jalen Johnson, especially Matthew Hurt. Just in terms of his ability to pick and pop, like Illinois has not handled ball screen action you know, against Ohio, against Baylor, well at all. That's a concern.
0: Um, Did I see Ohio went on a 40-0 run?
1: Yeah, against Cleveland State. Okay. Yeah, Cleveland State Was didn't. Miles
0: McFadden not playing? For Cleveland State? For the Vikings. Uh, Pretty sure he wasn't. Okay. This is old school.
1: Yeah. No one's gonna know who Miles McFadden was. I can guarantee that. They might they'll recognize the Kim one, but okay. not Miles McFadden. Uh turns out Ohio's not a bad team. I mean they were picked I think second in the Mac. Might win the whole thing, but I mean they got a pro and Jason Preston. That's some sometimes that's all you need at that level, is just one guy. So I'm really just beating around the bush because I don't want to yeah, make, make the a pick.
0: Pick Illinois to beat Duke because it's going to happen. Do the right thing, Scott Ritchie.
1: Mm, less tempted to do the right thing then. Uh, I, it, it's
0: pick up. I mean, uh, it's a game they
1: c- can win. Obviously, I just don't know that they will.
0: All right. Uh, well, I guess we'll have to wait for Tuesday's NewsGazette.com. Or print edition. Yeah, where I find out.
1: Changed my mind four times between
0: now and then. That's now. all right. Um Richie will not be in Cameron Indoor Stadium. Nobody will. Nobody except for maybe the T V dudes. Um, who is it? ESPN? Yeah, I haven't you know seen who the, yet.
1: But ESPN's been doing its broadcasts mostly right. with the uh, play by play color guys. I mean their crew is there and like last week in Indy, um Had all those games, and Holly Rowe was there to do sideline reports and also play-by-play. Apparently, in both Mm -hmm. the Gonzaga, West Virginia, and Illinois Baylor games, when their feed cut out, so might behoove them to have one person that could do that.
0: All right, in Durham, but yeah, no media at Cameron Indoor is what we're getting around to, so um, it'll be an empty gym, unlike Baylor, where where Richie got to sit in the upper deck of Banker's Life. It was weird. I got to tell you, uh, the highlight of that game for me was the, and you wrote about this, was the increased bench participation on both sides. It was kind of fun to watch Uh, as if it were youth basketball with the players clapping defense, defense.
1: Yeah, which is not like my favorite thing.
0: Come on, you big Grinch.
1: Well, no, just I like – active benches like that just the defense chance not great like if you can come up with something creative
0: old curmudgeon no
1: i'm more on like channel your inner orange crush and say some things you probably shouldn't Ooh, all right that'd be different the defense clap clap like it got a little repetitive the energy was good though i loved it and And baylor
0: baylor responded as well their bench got into it yeah and it, it was as if it was a uh you know, like a game against Edison versus Franklin. You know, the inner city junior high game. Yeah. get well, after it.
1: Such a contrast to Gonzaga, West Virginia, who they were just there to hang out. Right. And watch some hoops, I guess. Right.
0: Kind of dead. Check their phones while they're on yeah. the bench. Yeah. I'm to do that. <laughs> not sure Bob Huggins <laughs> would be,
1: like, super thrilled about that. <laughs> I think if there was that going on, we would have known because there would have been an assault.
0: I liked it. Yeah, so let's and- hope it keeps, keeps going. Yep. I've noticed a few teams have been rather energetic. On the bench. There's room to be energetic. There's certainly incentive.
1: Yeah. And you know, Browner was said today that like he hopes the officials have to tell his guys to sit down every single game because they got the that motion from the officials on Wednesday night multiple times because their energy was very high and they were getting, you know, sort of on the court and on occasion.
0: How dare officials tell the players in this era to sit down? Come on, make an exception. Don't play by the rule book.
1: You know, I'm pretty sure no one ever actually sat down. They
0: just. Good. Usually on. it's out of, you know, to give the fans a break so you can see, right? Or give the people on the score table, you know, a vision to the fouls yeah, being called. Don't cold. have those but There concerns. is no reason for these players to sit down anymore. Yeah.
1: And, you know, since there was no pumped in crowd noise at Banker's Life last week, I mean, it would have been a tomb. Without the benches, really getting involved, and that's kind of what it was for the you know, Gonzaga West Virginia game. I just it was very hard to connect to that game, just because it was like, just it gave off some real scrimmage vibes.
0: All right, uh, give me your uh, as we promised your updated Illinois power poll one through three.
1: Oh, of the players. top Illinois yeah. players. Figured well, out. I would assume. Uh, okay, still one, still one, good. And based off of, I mean, this is going. I mean, week to week, there's going to be huge right. jumps. Georgie right. Bashan's really number two
0: because right. he played like he did two years ago. Georgie, too. That's a that's a good news for a lot of fans wondering what happened to him.
1: Yeah, because I mean, he was productive in other, not nearly as visible ways last year, but his offensive game really was had some issues, and his finishing around the basket was kind of a a problem last year, and. I think honestly his first couple shots against Baylor were very much in that same way, but he got in a really good groove. It was good. So and then number three, Andre Carbello. So he about the only guy for the entire Baylor game was like putting pressure on the Baylor defense and attacking the basket. I mean, he had those two alley oops to Kofi Coburn. It was like those are created because he was being active offensively.
0: He's been a pleasant surprise. True or false? um yeah do you expect this out of them
1: I guess I mean the hype was really high on him and Adam Miller going in so he's sort of, even if you shouldn't have maybe expected them to play like they have you kind of did anyway um but yeah I thought he was really good against the number two team in the country and Adam Miller wasn't wasn't bad and uh, Baylor made life tough for him but what stood out was like he didn't back down from that challenge. I mean, he didn't make shots, but he didn't kind of slink away into the darkness because the shots weren't falling. He still uh, aggressive. So you got to like that.
0: Great week of Illinois basketball, uh, assuming all the games are played, because on Saturday, Missouri, which is looking like the Steepo and Sunbold days all of a sudden.
1: <laughs> uh there's more references. I'm not sure many of our listeners are going to know. <laughs> but yeah, no, Missouri's undefeated, 3 0, and beat. You know, Oregon was ranked in the top 25. I never had them ranked, but it's a good win on a neutral site. And then came back and won at Wichita State. And I mean, that program's obviously in some turmoil, but it's a good win. And uh, I ranked Missouri this week. What? I know, felt weird doing it, but I did it. They were, weren't many of us that went that route. I mean, they're just looking at the other receiving votes. They're about thirty-first, essentially, in the top twenty-five. That doesn't make any sense, but it would have been interesting to, like if they had stuck into the bottom of the poll and there have been a ranked bragging rights matchup. Because I mean, it's a bragging rights game that. Illinois uh, kind of needs to win because Missouri's had their number the last couple of years. And it's a game Missouri has shown it will get up for. And that mostly because on that team still are Mark Smith, Jeremiah Tillman, and Javon Pickett. Like they talked last year after their win. It's like this game, this Bragg Rights game, meant something a little more to them. So I think Illinois needs to match that. Match that energy, match that attitude. Of course, the game's in Columbia, so that you know, the, by virtue of a coin flip that didn't land it in Champagne, unfortunately. But other than that, I mean, it's it's an interesting matchup this year because Missouri's playing pretty well, Illinois also playing pretty well, and it's a game both teams want to win, but I think for, for different reasons.
0: Uh, then Big Ten play is right around the corner. Did I see some games are being played this weekend already. Are you um, imagining that? I think you're imagining okay.
1: that. Okay. Illinois is Big Ten opener is not till the 15th. Okay. I thought I saw I an ad on the so Big long Ten
0: long. Network saying there was a game on Sunday. Maybe I'm – Well, there might be
1: games being played. Right. But maybe not between Big Ten teams.
0: Okay. I'll check that when we're done with this. Um, Luke Goody had a great week. Speaking of recruiting, right? Well, he's the only one we
1: can talk about recruiting-wise because...
0: Don't bring me down. I'm trying to bring else. some good news into the recruiting front here. You know, but and then school, there you are. You shot me right down. Instead of saying, yeah, he did. He's going to be really good at Illinois. No, you know what direction you went? He's the only one.
1: Well, that's where the
0: recruiting stands.
1: But to circle back, played well. <laughs> My high school basketball is happening in Indiana. First, of Oh, all. yeah,
0: it's happening. And we're talking Fort Wayne, buddy. All right? Well, if also, you're good in Fort Wayne, you're good anywhere.
1: I mean, it's also happening in other places besides Fort Wayne.
0: I'm just saying Fort Wayne's a different level.
1: Oh, uh, they got some Ever good hear teams.
0: of Eugene Parker?
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, it's another name. Where, like, have your Thomas. phone or your computer handy when you're listening to this podcast so you can Google all these people Jim's talking about because I'm going to have to. Um, no, Fort Wayne's got a couple of good teams. You know. Homestead, obviously. Luke Goodie's. High school and then uh, it's like Blackhawk Christian, something like that. Oh, they got a big guy that's going to Purdue. Caleb first, it was pretty good. Obviously, like four star recruit, but Homestead is three and zero. Yeah, to start the season, um, opened last week. I actually just yeah last week. Today's Monday, um, but look, he had his best game of the year on Saturday uh, against. Cathedral, who's one of the more notable teams in Indiana, uh, out of Indianapolis, and at 34 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, um, doubled his scoring and one fell swoop with that game. Same with assists. Um, he's playing well. Homestead's a, a top 10 team in in the state, and what's kind of notable about Saturday's game was he got his three point shot going a little bit. Had not been shooting it particularly well, and the first two wins of the year, but got on track against Cathedral, and uh, yeah, it would be a season to track for Illinois fans, kind of in anticipation of what he might bring to to Champaign.
0: All right, I hope you had a chance to read Sunday's News Gazette, full page of college basketball, even though there wasn't a game, your list. Full page of college basketball because there wasn't a game. Okay, all right. I don't want to really tell everybody that, that there wasn't going to be a full page.
1: Well, there would have been. It just would have been a different...
0: Have been. Anyway, I was about related. to compliment you. Now I'm having my, my doubts about them. My well, you were having doubts anyway. Because you got smart-alecky with me. Your list was good. Your top ten list was freshmen making a difference in the Big Ten.
1: Not the Big Ten. Included some Big Ten.
0: That's what some I meant matters. to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I almost Last I checked, I don't know, <laughs> Duke?
1: I don't, not in the Big Ten. <laughs>
0: What big ten players were on that list?
1: Uh Hunter Dickinson from okay. Michigan. He's They're, very
0: large. Their center, he's seven one. I think. He's good.
1: So, yeah, well, he's a skilled mm-hmm. seven one. Yeah, I mean, okay. I got a chance to see him play, you know, when he was in high school, but on the EYBL circuit and you know a good passer. Yep. Got a nice soft touch on his on his jump shot. So Michigan needed a big to fill the, the John teske size hole. Anybody Dad. else on that list
0: from the Big Ten? Yeah, Brandon Newman from Purdue. Hmm, I've not had a chance to see him yet. He's
1: been playing well. He's, he's given—I mean, they needed another shooter. He has been that, but he's got a decent size on the wing. He's six-five, um, just and you know, with you know, kind of you know, a veteran-ish Purdue team: Trevor Williams, Sasha Stefanovic, Aaron Wheeler. Um, sort of freshmen that have maybe been, you know, out front early. You know, with with Newman and then Zach Eady. They're seven four, again. They have another one
0: center. All right, you went data diving also on that page. Anything you want to get in before we uh split?
1: Well, it was more. It was an advanced kind of statistical look at the Baylor game and. uh there was some good and bad in that. I'm trying to decide which one to go with that would really just enthuse oh. you.
0: You know, these data dumps really just lighten my day. Yeah. brighten your day, I'm sure. Uh, I think what was notable was like,
1: you no know, Coleman Hawkins didn't play a ton against Baylor, but he played super hard and... You know, some of his defensive advanced stats were the best on the team. And those numbers would come back a little bit to maybe his median if he would have played more, but it kind of shows what he's go- can bring to that to this team and it's you know, versatility, playing a three or the four, which he's still playing both. Really long arms, and he just maybe it was the, the Baylor game because this was the number two team in the country, but played with a real chip on his shoulder, like he was very aggressive. Wanted to to beat that team, so it's interesting to see kind of see that in a small sample size, and kind of wonder, you know, as his role grows, which I think it will, what that might mean for Illinois.
0: Got a great photo uh, from Robin Schulz, who is with you in Indianapolis, of Coleman Hawkins swatting some shot, sending it back. Good.
1: Yeah, and, I mean. If he can use his length, there's going to be lots of opportunities where he's going to get either switched off onto a guard or he's playing the three, so he's going to be guarding a wing. If he can use his length defensively like that, that could be like really kind of important for Illinois.
0: But we'll see. I mean, his role is still to be
1: defined, I think.
0: All right, Scott Rich, you can't wait for another week of uh, basketball coverage. Anything else you want to chime in real quick before – let you go. I think we've covered. It. Okay. Uh, interested to see if you pick uh, Illinois to beat Duke. I would highly advise it. We'll see. And we'll be interested to see your pick on Saturday, which uh, we'll let you see Tuesday's game first before you have to make that decision.
1: Good, because one will
0: inform the other. There you are. You're getting smart again. Don't know. If, uh, I like you? the way we're ending this. Okay. Because we started on such a high note, and we've we've fallen. We've come down the mountain.
1: Well, we've come back to. Just our normal level, I think. That's great.
0: All right, Scott Ritchie, thanks for the coverage. Hey, 6 a.m. IlliniHQ.com every day. Good morning, Illini Nation. It continues. Great stuff.
1: And uh, Tuesdays, as your sneak peek for Good Morning, Illini Nation, will again be the kind of the the deeper dive on the, the AP Top 25. Boom.
0: Love it. All right. See you next week, Scott.